Like, it was one of those things where, you know, I was in a bad place mentally, like, looking down the barrel of hefty medical bills. And it's like, thank God I, one, had a job that I could do remotely, or else, like, I would have had to lose it. Two, that I had parents that were, like, able to take me in. Like, that was nice. Because, yeah, you're kind of looking down the barrel, and it's like, I can really see why it's easy for people to, like, make other choices and just kind of, like, lean into the pain and the sadness of it. Because especially as an independent person, it sucked not being able to walk or go anywhere without my mother driving me around. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Thank you so much for all of our new listeners that we've gotten over this past over these past couple weeks listening to the start of season four. Um, I wanted to thank you if you have started following us on social media. We've gained a few followers since our first guest of this season, Spencer, and I'm sure a lot of you have checked out his podcast, Bopper Flop. Shout out to Bopper Flop. We love you. It's a great podcast. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. Another shameless plug for us. If you haven't followed us on social media, please do on Instagram or Facebook at I'veBeenBetter.pod. We're also looking for more subscribers to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I know it sounds ridiculous if you're not really into this whole thing, but subscribing, rating, and reviewing actually does make a difference specifically on Apple Podcasts. So please do that if you feel so inclined. Uh, We are also in the market for anyone who potentially wants to have some Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Have us share about maybe your small business. I myself am really into supporting local, supporting small, supporting women-owned businesses, and we are getting ready for the holidays. It's already October. So if anyone is interested and would like us to talk about you on this podcast, please reach out to me and let me know. So on today's episode, we have a very special guest as someone who I unfortunately haven't had a ton of time to get to know because the pandemic swooped in very fast once this individual came into my life. But we have uh, one of Josh's old co-workers, I don't like saying old, previous co-workers. Past, it's, it's been a minute, though. It's been a minute, but yeah. I feel like when I say old co-worker, it makes you sound like you're 80. So previous coworker. I'm 30 now, so I might as well okay. be 80. 30 going on 80. 80 yeah. Perfect. Uh, but this is McKinsey Seidel. Hi, McKinsey. Hi. Hi. So a little bit about McKinsey is she is a digital marketing specialist here in Raleigh, North Carolina. She spends her free time watching movies and TV. And we were just talking about a crime documentary show that she was watching. She also listens to podcasts and plays trivia with a long established team. And their name is Quiz Khalifa. Love that. It's original. And old, like you said, but original. (laughs) She loves all things pop culture and will always be able to tell you who that actress in that thing was. She also has a sweet cat named Charlie. Yes, I do. Yay, Charlie. He's crazy, though. Like, I I call him my awake demon because it's like, (laughs) it's like, he's so sweet when he's like sleepy, but he's like six months old. So he just Oh, he's a baby. Yeah, he's a baby. I can, uh. Are you covered in scratches? Covered. I remember those days. Yeah, it's. Vitamin E oil. Oh, Great. Or coconut oil. Okay. Really good for scars. I will. That's the only reason I use coconut oil in this house. I own, I'll give you some. I bought one of those mega jugs from Walmart to do like value. I have barely touched that thing. Oh, man. I'll give you some. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who got a kitten during quarantine, during this COVID thing can probably relate to what we're talking about. No, 100%. And it was so hard to get him too because like... 
Yeah. But yeah, like you would see one online and then they'd be gone, gone the next in day. two seconds. Yeah, I was really lucky to swoop in and he was like the cutest little boy. Oh ever, my gosh, I want to see so many pictures. Josh can attest to I follow all the local rescues, most of them here locally in the Triangle area. And we would come across a couple pictures, you know, here and there. And I would be the cutest little dogs. And I would send pics and he'd be like, we have to go get it right now. And I was like, but we can't go get it right now. And then the dog would be gone in two seconds. It's so. literally, well, you know, we're happy about it. So We love it. We want the dogs to be gone in two seconds, mm-hmm. but still. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mackenzie. Well, uh, I, like you mentioned, digital marketer. I've been in Raleigh since like 2015 and love it here. Yay. It's great. Where'd you come from before? I was from Charlotte, but I've grown oh, okay. up, like, I've kind of been a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. So, like, I grew, whenever anyone's like, where are you from? It's like... Like, well, I'm from North Carolina, but... Well, sort of, but, like, also, I feel like I moved here, so I didn't move here until I was, like, 20, so it kind of, like, is it feels, you know... I don't want to, like, take it away from people who actually, like, were born oh, and raised so here. you're so funny. You're so funny. You know, so it's just, like, I feel like I'm a little bit from everywhere, but... Yeah. But I like Raleigh a lot. It's my Where have you place. lived other than Charlotte and Raleigh? Um, so I was born in Kansas. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions. And then I grew up in South Africa, which is <gasps> random. And then I have more questions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then I did middle school, high school in San Antonio, and then Charlotte, and then here. So everywhere. Okay, like well I then said. that that makes absolute sense. You were like, well, like I'm kind of from Charlotte, but not really. But not really. Like I'm I lived re- there I'm for from a Kansas. Few years. And then, like, South Africa. Yeah. Which I like to breeze past because everyone's like, that's so cool. And I'm like, not really. I, no, it's not. I was, like, a child. So, like, can't tell you the cool places to go. Like, that's so funny that you say that. So, this does not take away from your story, but a brief aside. So, my dad uh, was in a military family. My granddad worked for the military, not in combat, but he was something for the government. Yeah. And so, they lived in Africa for a lot of my dad's upbringing. And so, they lived in Khartoum and Sudan before the wars broke oh, out. wow. But they were teens. And they also lived in a white American american like compound yeah they didn't a military they didn't do anything right and so that's it anytime we would ask about stories my dad would be like i mean i don't know we had like a pet monkey but like i don't really like it wasn't really that different yeah right we were surrounded by americans right and so like yeah and everybody always asks like oh is your dad military especially with san antonio because that's like but like it's just right he just worked for AT, like SBC when it was oh. ATT. I know it's just so random, but like, yeah. But when we were over there, there was like a group of Americans that they like, and I went to an American international school because the school system over there is January to January. So we never knew oh. when we were going to come back. I got to travel and everything. So that was like great. But yeah. then it's like when you're so young, it's just, I just remember little kid shit about it. And yeah. so it's really a great travesty of mine that it like, <laughs> you know, wasn't, wasn't a cooler experience. Like, you know, it's just not the same. I feel like like, if you move there now, you'd have a different story to share. A thousand percent. And, yeah. you know, what, like, our generation, like, is all about, like, going and the experience. Well, la, la, putting la. it on Instagram. Right. And I was like, I lived out in the suburbs, man. Like, you know, I, I just, like, I was, yeah, again, but a child. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, digital marketer. Yeah. In Raleigh. Keep going. And then I took the, I took it and ran with it when I you told know. me where you were from. Digital marketer. Raleigh. Love to go to the movies. Uh, that's, like, honestly... A bulk of how I spend my time. Yeah, a lover of the what great did you indoors. do during the pandemic? Oh, never mind. We're we're gonna get off topic. You can tell me what you did during the pandemic. Oh, okay. Um, 
I watched a lot of movies and on then the I learned how, on the TV. Uh, and then I learned how to cross stitch randomly. And then I just like worked out a lot because yeah. I was super bored. Well, because I'm, a, if you are a movie connoisseur, all the movie theaters shut down. All of them shut down. Honey, like a lot of them still are shut down. And it really is, you know. I'm very scared about it because it's like, I'm one of those, like, I guess, douchebags that's like, there's nothing like experiencing a movie in the theater. So I I really am hopeful that the movie theater does not die because of this. I hope but. not, too. I'm not a huge moviegoer compared to probably yourself or other people, but I won't disagree with the idea of going to, like, IMAX or some of these other movie experiences where you get to watch something on the big screen. Right. It, like, it just, it really does, like, and... I went to go see Top Gun recently. They did like a showing at the theater that I frequent. And I was like, oh my God, I can actually follow like the plane action because when you're watching it on a teeny screen, it's like, okay, they're just kind of like flipping around in the air. How fun. But like, I felt like I could actually like yes. get into the danger zone with it. So right. Well, and there's so. the surround sound. It's dark. You're not looking at your phone because you're not allowed to look at your phone. A hundred percent. Do you second screen a lot? I do it all the time. Oh, Oh my yes. God. We literally in our house will be like, get off your phone, get off your phone, put your phone down. Are you watching? Are you listening? I can't like, especially when I watch shows and like movies from like another time that were like not created for having that. Right. I have to like literally put it across the room or okay. else like I can't, you know. It's very addictive. Yeah, it is. Yes. We talk, we could talk about that for all, three hours. All day. Tim Cook would be very pleased right. with our behavior. Anyway. So movies. Movies. TV. TV. Uh, love to play. Honestly, you just kind of covered it. That, like, I, <laughs> I don't know what else to, like, it's hard to talk about yourself sometimes. It's just like, yeah, I'm a goofy gal. Um, yeah. and talk about your trivia team. Are you still doing that? Yeah. Yeah. We just, we got third place last night. Congratulations. Thank you. Where no, were you? Um, it's at clouds. <gasps> yeah. 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 It's great. No, we've been going, we've been going there for a few years now. Honestly, I love it. My crew, my trivia crew, is like they're some of my best friends mm. and they're just like the kindest people ever and it's just like a lot of fun because like we're there for like the love of the game and then we also get like gift cards which is fun oh but that's so fun it's been really nice like I kind of have used like I'm the captain of the trivia team but like <laughs> I kind of have used it as like a you know a, a friendship tool because it's so much less vulnerable to be like Hey, can do you want to come play trivia versus like, would you like to hang out with me? Would you like, like to be my best friend? Would you like to be my friend? <laughs> I think you're cool. But, you know, so it's... It, it's a buffer, right? It's, it's something buffer. that you can do and engage in. And then you also learn a lot about the person, I feel like, from trivia. Yeah. Right? Like what answers they have. Do they know things about pop culture or movies or TV or whatever it is? Right. And then you can like, you know, it's just like there's something to do. Uh, <laughs> there's something to do. And then you answer like, and then, yeah you can talk in between and yeah I've just gotten like so close like over the years with those mm. friends and so like they've been amazingly supportive they came and visited me in the hospital as well when oh I got gosh. my accident it was like the sweetest thing and then when I was in Charlotte they would like we would still meet once a week on on like and this was before COVID when people weren't doing Zoom stuff but they like had one of my trivia friends a sister they like had her come up with trivia questions and we'd all play like oh my once gosh, a week I love so that. it was so sweet they were like the best so they sound really great yeah. is it quite a mix of people um it's basically all people that I worked with at my okay. first job but like but it's a good mix you know guys and gals and we try to we're kind of in a y 
like there's like a boom and a bust period, I feel like. So it's just like we'd invite new people and then kind of slowly taper off. So there's kind of like a core group that yep. always goes. And we're kind of in a recruiting period at the okay. moment. So like if you guys want to come. Right. I might take every you up Wednesday. on that. It's Wednesdays at Clouds. Wednesdays at Clouds. Okay. Do you all ever go fun. play Dirty Trivia at Flying saucer. Um, saucer. I've played it before, but it's just so late on a school night. Thank you. I'm so glad someone else said that. I'm over here. I'm like, I'm in bed by the time it starts. Right. That's the thing. So this, it ends at 930. You okay. get to Love that. Thank sometimes you. 945, but like. Yeah, you're in We're pushing bed. it nine forty five. Yeah, you're in bed at a reasonable hour. Okay, so, perfect. I yeah, love that. Exactly. What are the specials? Oh, um, there are. It's like two dollars off t- cans, I think, and bottles, and then also half off glasses of wine. I don't okay, know if thank you're you. a wine. That's all I needed to hear. I, I don't drink beer. So, oh, me, me neither. Seltzer has been very good for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think for it's been good for a majority of our generation. They're like, oh, never mind. I don't have to be bloated after everything I drink. Thank you. Thank you. It's like a whole... How do people drink it? When, I don't know. When you're eating. I don't it's know. It's a whole other meal. I know. It's bread. Especially the heavy ones. It's liquid bread. I don't get it. Like the chocolate porter stouts or something. I'm like, I don't understand. It's a milkshake. What are we doing? It's a dessert in a glass. I need a straw. I, uh, the little personal share about myself. So I actually take uh, prescription medication for... Uh, indigestion and heartburn and i'm back on it again because we're concerned that i am developing more like concerns later and i had an ulcer a long time ago and so beer was one of the first things i had to give up when this happened four or five years ago and i will say i've honestly never regretted it oh really yeah i was i didn't really like beer to begin with and i was a sour drinker which are the most acidic things you can consume Uh, Uh, but beer is really bad for indigestion and heartburn who would think and so I gave it up and I have never looked back. Okay. Well, good for you. I'm glad you have like a legitimate reason. I always feel like I... You, went, okay. Not wanting to do it is still a reason. I know, but I feel like such a basic when I go to like a brewery or something. I'm like, I'll have a glass of wine. That's all I drink. Josh, I love Josh for this. And anytime we go to a brewery, he's like, what do you want? White or red? I'm like, thank you. I don't, <sighs> he doesn't even like, this is not even an option if I'm, that I'm drinking beer. And I ask before every brewery, I'm like, do they serve wine? Or a seltzer. And some most beer, most don't. breweries have seltzers now. Okay, seltzers now. But yeah. some of them don't. And it's like, you go to a winery, there's always beer. Oh, absolutely. Because not everybody drinks wine. Exactly. But, but not get people drunk enough, beer. they'll drink wine. That's true. Yeah. I agree. All right. I heard you mention something about a accident. Yes. Okay. Jump right in. Talk to me about this accident. So I got into a pretty tragic electric scooter accident and it's like changed my life. Man. <laughs> I will tell you. When you told me this the first time and you were like, I got in a scooter accident, I will say I laughed. No, it's so funny. And it's the most millennial thing to have ever happened. Because get this, I took an Uber to the emergency room. Oh, my God. Were you by yourself? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you tell the story instead of me telling it. Picture this. Little me on a Monday mid-morning. Like, you can ask Josh. I just was leaving work. I was like, oh, yeah, um, I got to go run an errand. I was heading to the DMV at 11. Like. Okay, so this is downtown Raleigh on a scooter. Downtown Raleigh on a scooter, because okay. it was like less than a mile away. Do you remember like, what scooter company it was? It was Lime Scooters. <laughs> I do not want to sully the name of Bird or their other competitors. So Lime, if you're listening, just kidding. But um, Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. They are a menace to society. But... Um, yeah, no, so I was just running an errand and sober as like any anything. And yeah, so I just was in a residential area. I, like, I know that you're not supposed to ride them on sidewalks, but I was like, the street, that sounds dangerous. I think that's the issue with them is that it doesn't make sense to our brains to put them in the street. 
Right. But they are considered a motor vehicle. So yeah, exactly. Confusing. You can get a DUI on one. Yes. I've learned so much about and scooters since this. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know the horse. Oh, yes. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no. So there was just a chunk of asphalt in the road. I didn't see it until it was too late. <gasps> and you just hear, heard so many stories about people like going over the handlebars and like hitting their heads. Oh. So I ended up bailing <gasps> and um, I got a, so I broke my wrist <gasps> and I had a compression tibial fracture. Say that Both again. A compression tibial fracture. I basically broke my knee, but like the bone behind my knee, not like my patella. Okay. Or so not the cap, not the cap, but like the, the top bone of my knee like right behind it like a huge chunk kind of came off okay yeah it was brutal i'm gonna have to put a content warning before this it's like oh you're sorry well well, don't apologize i just if anyone has heebie-jeebies to broken bones i'm gonna have to put that in there i know (laughs) so sorry about the heebie-jeebies but um yeah so it like really hurt and then i was okay so you know how with scooters you have to take a picture of it to end your ride right so i'm like this little (laughs) broken pile on the side of the road having to take a picture of this damn scooter I'm dying and I am going to take a picture of it. Injured me. And like, honestly, yeah, this whole day it was like the kindness of strangers. Like, so I was in a residential area, luckily, and like a man and a woman who like kind of lived in the area or whatever came out and they like got me a water bottle and like a packet of ice. It was so nice. Like while I was waiting for my Uber um, to take me to the urgent care. Did you know that you were as injured as you were when you fell? No, I requested the Uber to go to the urgent care and then my Uber driver got there and she was like, honey, there's nothing that an urgent care can do for you. Like we need to go to the emergency room. Oh wow, what a great Uber driver. I know, she was great too. Cause yeah, so the man and the woman like helped me in the Uber cause I was like, I can't walk. And um, my Uber driver like turned off the app and like walked Ugh. in and was like, I have someone who can't walk. Oh so. my God. I'm like getting, why am I emotional? Okay. I know why I'm emotional, but I'm emotional to this right now of like good people in the world. They exist. Yeah. It, like it was really, honestly, like everyone was so kind to me. And then, yeah, so I got to the emergency room and then eight hours later, I was able to see a doctor. Holy crap. So this was pre-pandemic and it was Pre- eight hours later. pandemic but look, the opioid crisis is real. Is real. I felt like my entire time there, I was constantly being like, this is not enough. Please give me more. <laughs> like the first time they get, like the nurse gave me this little pill and he was like, this will kick in in an hour. And I was like, got anything faster acting? And he's like, and then just walked away and then like two hours later someone was like oh have we not given you iv pain meds yet and i was like no (laughs) please do like i've been asking for three hours Uh, well multiple yeah and then finally they like because i was like please as soon as possible and they were like ma'am do you have drug seeking behavior and it's like no i've just been sitting on two broken bones for yeah you're like i'm sorry hours yeah yeah when i think like you said what you don't have to tell us the exact name of the hospital that you went to but if i'm thinking of a hospital that you went to it's the main one downtown okay yeah. so what they deal with often are a population that does engage in drug seeking behavior yes so, it I makes it. sense and you probably i mean i can imagine and you get to correct me here if i'm talking over you or stealing this story here but i mean how did you look when you showed up to the hospital and you're like i got in a scooter accident well like on, so i didn't have any road rash or anything it okay. was just broken bones and so i'm sure they were like oh she's fine like and it was like because <laughs> you didn't look it which is ridiculous yeah, yeah. and like yeah, exactly. So, um, like, my wrist was off. I knew for sure that I was like, okay, this thing is broken. I knew that I couldn't walk, but I did not know what was going on with that. And, yeah, it was just, yeah, a trip. And 
I had to end up staying in the hospital for a week. Oh, wow. Because my leg was too swollen to, like, operate on. So that was a whole lot of fun. And, um, yeah, so two surgeries. And a week later, I was discharged and told that I could not walk for two months, basically. Oh, wow. What time of year is this? This was late June. Okay. So. Oh, so hot girl summer did not happen. Oh, oh no. And well, honestly, it was like for the best because <laughs> like literally a month prior, I went through a terrible breakup mm. and I was like very sad at the time and like had been like drinking way too much and like just, you know, uh, just try- trying to look for a, discri- a distraction. So I think it was like, you know, it, it did come at a good time because it was like, here's something else to focus on. Well, and I will literally take away your option. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I could not drink at all on my pain medication. So I really had to like raw dog my processing of <laughs> so, but that real whole quick. Thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Then I had to like move back to my parents' house. Uh, for In two Charlotte. Months. In Charlotte. Couldn't walk, couldn't drive, couldn't do anything without, like, my mom doing it for the first few oh, weeks. Wow. Like, I had to be helped, like, sho- like with showering and stuff. It was, I'm, like, a really independent person, and so it was, it was, like, a trip. I, it, like, it really sent me into, a, like, like, a, a downward spiral. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was super heavy, and, I mean, I'm sure, as you can imagine, like, uh, my entire savings were wiped out because two surgeries and um, like a week in the hospital and an ER visit. Very expensive. And you're a young adult with your own job on your own health insurance. Right. Exactly. And really bad health insurance. So <laughs> of course. That's because we're young and think we're invincible and we're like, oh, I don't need the PPO plan. <laughs> oh, no, I was on the PPO plan. Okay. It was just... <laughs> It was a shit PPO plan. It was a bad PPO plan. So, um, but yeah, so it was just, I like, it was one of those things where, like, you know, I was in a bad place mentally, like, looking down the barrel of hefty medical bills. And it's like, thank God I, one, had a job that I could do remotely, Good. or else, like, I would have had to lose it. And, like, two, that I had parents that were, like, able to take me in. Like, right. that was nice. Because, like, you, I could kind of see how people like just hit rock bottom or like go off the handle. Like it was, yeah, it was like a very, sound, like, I don't know, like dark time in my life because yeah, you're kind of looking down the barrel and it's like, I can really see why it's easy for people to like make other choices and just kind of like lean into the pain and the sadness of it. Cause especially as an independent person, it sucked not being able to walk or go anywhere without my mother driving me around. Seriously, you're like, I already went through this stage of my life. I would like to be done with this. Right, exactly. And it's like, so my mom's retired. And like, my parents are both in their 60s. My dad was about to. And it's like, I'm not sure if you've ever spent a significant amount of time with two people in their 60s who have been (laughs) married for 30 plus years and have completely run out of things to talk about. But it's like, I... So you came home and they were like, thank God, something to focus on. Oh, no, no, no. They were kind of like, (laughs) well, we have our routine. And so you kind of need to fit into it as best as possible. And it was like, okay. And I, I don't know. I had a full life, lots of friends and, you know. You had your trivia group. Yeah, exactly. And like, I just like lots of people to talk to and all of that, like, and very, like, different variations of things and people who actually like to have conversations with you. And instead I 
had a couple people who literally at six o'clock the CBS Evening News started, and then we would then sit and watch the entire CBS Evening lineup and. I, like I was begging them, I was like, "Can we please just like sit at the table and have a conversation?" And it was always about like a fifty-five plus community or what their neighbor Hunter was doing. And it was like, "Okay, <laughs> like, you guys. I don't care about Hunter." Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, that was tough too. I think it kind of put a bit of a strain on like our relationship as well. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm really like independent. So is my dad. And he's kind of like, well, I just want to do it this way because this is my life and how I've been living it for 60 plus years. Right. So I don't know. It was also tough being like really far away from everybody and like my life and stuff because it was like, you know, my friends were really nice. Like we had video calls and I had a few friends that called and stuff like that. But yeah, it was just like, you know, they have their own lives and I'm so far away. It's like, yeah, when it hard. was summer and it was summer and people were having a good time. And then did you have a lot of FOMO. <sighs> yeah, I really did. And then also it was like annoying because I had to like sit and stew and, you know, my ex-boyfriend moved on very quickly. And so I had to hear all about that. And because we have like a lot of mutual friends in common. So mm-hmm. that was like, an- and like, I couldn't, what am I going to like? you know, go on a date on my, like, walker. And like, your little, like, did you get one of those scooter things? No, so I couldn't have it because like, my brakes were on the same side and I couldn't <sighs> bend my leg. And so, because it was my knee, right? So I either had to have, so I had this walker that had, like, a little rest for my arm that I could, like, hippity hop around <laughs> on with one leg or this enormous wheelchair. And that was, like, so cumbersome. And so, yeah, even, like, Going out to eat at a restaurant was a pain in the ass because people are supposed to be wheelchair accessible and they are not. Yeah. And yeah. It really yeah, look around my- at places and be like, if I was in a wheelchair, how would I get in here? It really opened my eyes. Like shopping anywhere, I couldn't, I could not get into the aisles anywhere. Like it really opened my eyes to like what people in wheelchairs do and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It, and how limiting and restricting your life is. Right, exactly. Like so many restaurants, it's like, oh yeah, they have a wheelchair ramp out back and then they have oh all these God. tables that are like a little goat path to like get... <laughs> so it's like, how am I supposed to do this? And a goat path. It, yeah. It, also, yeah, when you're out in a wheelchair, like people stare and so I was kind of like, this yeah. isn't worth it. So it was, it was very tough, yeah. yeah. I feel like saying it's really tough is probably putting it lightly. I mean, this was two years ago now. Yeah. So think about that. I mean, that's a super subjective thing that we're asking you to talk about, right? It's not like it happened yesterday. So like objectively, I can imagine that it actually felt so much worse and darker than now. And, you know, I can't imagine what you were feeling. Was there like shame? Was there embarrassment? Was there clearly frustration at the situation? Oh yeah, of course. Cause it's like, you know, yeah, I, I rode a scooter and, you know, like that I had ridden dozens of times and literally like my life turned upside down because of it. And yeah, I felt like an idiot because, it, you know, it, I, I'm sure like I'm sure anybody who's gotten into an accident like that replays it in their mind like a million times. And is like, well, if, if I would have done, done this, that, yes, if I would have done this and like, oh, if I would have just like like fire drill rolled or whatever (laughs) like I would have only broken my wrist and it would have been so much easier you know like one of those things and I think that that you know that was pretty consuming as well but like at one point you know I kind of scared myself a little bit of like just being like well fuck 
this, you know? And so then I was kind of like, look, honey, we are where we are. Like, we just got to, like... There's nothing you can do now. There's nothing that you can do. And so I just kind of, like, bit the bullet. And I was, like, my physical therapist star student. Because <laughs> they also scared the bejesus out of me. Because Why? basically, after, like, six to eight months after, like, an accident, the amount that you can bend your knee, like, for an injury like mine, that's how much your knee is going to bend. And so when I first was told that, I was, like, barely able to, like, bend it a little bit. You're like, I'm going to live like this forever. I was like, I'm going to limp around forever. I'm going to have to, like, have a cane. I'm like, Lime Scooters has robbed me of my youth. I will sue you. Well, I can't. I signed a release form. (laughs) You do every time you get on one. Yeah. Please don't write them. They're very dangerous. I hope to serve as a cautionary tale. Seriously, you know, I want us to get back to when you're talking about physical therapy, but do y'all remember the case that was in the news of the woman and I think it was a woman in Georgia Georgia that literally fell over the front of the handlebar something happened and she ended up in a coma oh yeah so my best friend is an ICU nurse and when I was in my accident he on his unit at that time had like two or three patients who all three had head injuries from scooter accidents no shit so I like that's the other thing is like you look back on it and it's kind of like I'm lucky to be alive and have no head injuries yes like if it had to happen at least it happened that i didn't oh i look back and think about have you ever seen two people ride one scooter like a bunch of idiots i want to like throw myself in front of them and say like this is a very expensive decision you are making right and potentially a life-altering decision right exactly i have been one of those people who has done the two person uh-huh one? yep uh three years ago was the last time i can remember doing that when i lived downtown mm-hmm. and that was the last time i can remember doing that and i remember getting off of that decision and being like you better be grateful you didn't just die yeah it's very like it seems so silly because they're so accessible it's like just getting in your car right but think about how likely you actually are to get into a car accident right exactly and then like but you're just out there you know and, <laughs> you like, are I'm completely exposed yes going and- 40 miles an hour down the street. Right. And my dad brought up an excellent point. I don't know if you remember like rollerblading as a kid. Oh, but oh, I want rollerblades for Christmas oh, this year. That's a deeply excellent Christmas present. Because choice. I want I to go that. rollerblading again. That's all I did as a kid. Well, yeah, exactly. And then you had your elbow pads and your knee, your knee pads, pads and your yeah. wrist guards and your helmet. Yes. And that's just wheels that you move with your feet. Like that's not a motorized vehicle yeah that you're just, we were still way more covered and protected right exactly and so yeah i just think that they're very dangerous but i'm i am not one to try to tell an adult what to do with their life i almost one time enter like the only time i've ever said anything that was to a stranger and not my friend i saw like a family and there was like a kid who was like 13 and they were like <sighs> trying to get him on one and i wanted to be like Please do not. But then they were like, oh, you have to be 16 and like, blah, yeah, you have blah, to have blah. a license. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they were like, oh, never mind. This is a bad idea. And I was like, glad you Thank came God. to that conclusion. Because I've definitely seen plenty of parents do the thing where they use their own license yes. to put, to allow the kid to get on. And right. they're like, there's a reason that they have those laws. Because guess what? Heaven forbid something happens to your kid. Like you just said, you signed a release. There's nothing you can do. And that's on you. Yeah, exactly. It's just. I'm honestly, I thought that they died and then they, they came back with every, like, you know, it's, it's annoying, but I just, again, I hope to spread my tail and be like, they're very dangerous. Don't do it. But 
one of the it's like I feel like in the future if I ever tell this story it'll be like me getting injured in like a blockbuster it's like what's an electric <laughs> scooter what like, were you doing you're going to a what it really a really DMV? dates the situation as well <laughs> yes like, yeah. like I was riding my electric scooter that I rented to the DMV <laughs> right exactly that I rented on my iPhone 7 like <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. Physical therapy, knee Physical bending. Therapy. Knee bending. Yeah. So I just went whole hog on it. And like, apparently a lot of people like, cause they told me do not put weight on this for two months. So I was like, oh yeah, Captain. Aye, aye. Um, cause yeah, I'm anxious about like long-term well, you, you know, didn't want to hurt yourself any more than you already had. No, and I just didn't want to be, like, limping around for the rest of my life, you know? And it's just kind of like, look, the doctor's not telling me this for no reason. So, yeah, I just, like, did all of it, and I worked super. And it was, like, something to do yeah. besides watching CBS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just really threw myself into that and, like, trying to get in a routine. Like, I tried to get as independent as I could as possible. But, yeah, it was kind of... Like when I went to my follow up appointment after like the two months had elapsed, it was like, okay, you can start walking now. And it was like, really? I thought it was going to be like the slowest transition. I like was walking around. That's amazing. Like, well, you know, I wasn't like going for a mile or whatever, but but, like I was kind of walking around without my walker that day. So it was like, okay, this is. Like, oh, I can do, I'll do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then, yeah, so that was like a huge relief was just getting back to being independent again and being in my own space again. And yeah, yeah, being able to do what I wanted. Uh, Like, it was a rough transition because it still hurt a Mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my wrist also, like my leg was the biggest pain in the ass, but like like, I work at a computer and so my wrist would start to like hurt a lot too. And so that was a tough transition. And then, you're going into the next level of physical therapy and, you know, that whole thing. So, yeah, all said and done, yeah, I wasn't able to start actually doing normal people workouts until, like, January, basically. Yeah, so then... Like, six months later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I was pretty down for the count for a while, but... What else did you do to get through that? So, I know you were saying that being at your parents' house was, uh, you know, pretty... Boring, to mm-hmm. say the least. So what did you do? Because that sounds like a really dark and down time for you. How did you cope with that? <sighs> I wouldn't say, like, amazingly, but I just, you know, luckily they finally let <laughs> put – they had, like, a random TV upstairs that they never used, and so they, like, put it downstairs. Oh, praise. Thank God. And, like, my dad used to work for AT&T, and so they were coming out with um, a new, like – uh, it was like UVerse but different, and so it was like a new system that they needed someone to like beta oh. test. So I was like, okay, cool. So I had like a whole setup. I had a whole setup. So I watched a lot of The Good Wife from like start <laughs> to finish. I oh, I watched Veronica Mars. Like nice. I just watched a lot of TV and movies, and just kind of again like focused on what I could. Like after I kind of made the decision to like focus on getting better, it was like. You know, I'm getting better. We're getting better. And like they would do measurements of like flexibility and how much I could bend like periodically at the physical therapy. And so when I got, you know, a good, like, a, a good, good review. That yeah, day, yeah, exactly. It was just like, okay, like what I'm doing is actually working. And that so, had to be nice. Yeah. But I mean, it was still, it's still like, it just like sucked <laughs> to be. Oh, I did a lot of puzzles too. <gasps> Love puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, because I get also, like, really loopy from my pain meds sometimes. And so I'd have to, like, walk away from work because it's, like, I 
move money around for my job. And so I was kind of like, okay, I am being a little too loosey-goosey here. So <laughs> I need to go do something else until this wears off a tiny bit. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah. And then I, after that, I think basically in January, I just kind of decided, like, I felt like so weak for so long mm-hmm. that I was just like, we're going to get into physical fitness, oh, or at yeah. least we're going to try. We're gonna try. And so that's like, yeah. And that's honestly really a huge thing that like got me through the pandemic as well. And I was so pissed off because people have told me my whole life, like I'm a depressive person and like everyone's always said, oh, you know, working out really helps with your mental health. And I'm always like, fuck you. You're just being <laughs> annoying. Like, Stop showing off. We get it. You work out. Like, whatever. And, like, I've never been an athlete. I am garbage at team sports. And so, (laughs) you know, you're not encouraged to do individual sports as, like, a child. So I never found anything that I enjoyed doing. Like, I hate running. Um, Me too. Yeah. So then, yeah, I just decided to, like, try to get into it and to, like, show myself that I could. And I just kind of heard that it was also good for you know, getting back to normal, I guess, with the knee and everything. And so, yeah, I started small. I started doing bar. It's the... Oh, I love bar. I love bar. It's the most basic workout ever, but I... It was fun. It's so much fun. And yeah, I don't know. It's like very... Women empowerment. They're like, Ooh. listen to your body. Woo. You're so strong. Move that leg. I Kick like leg. it. Exactly. So, yeah, I got really into that. And it's been so helpful, like, for mental health as well, like, you know, through the pandemic. So those people that told you that... I was like, okay, fine. It was so annoying. I was like, how dare they be so right? Like, same with, I don't know. That's why I always say that my injury changed my life because, like, it. I got super into working out, but then also, like, eating better. I was like, oh, my God, who knew that, like, actually eating healthy <laughs> makes you feel better? Like, oh, and- I didn't realize that eating Bojangles and Chick-fil-A every day made me feel like shit huh because i was like oh i guess i just feel like shit and this is just it's just me i just feel like crap now it's just that's just how it is so yeah it was just like who knew eating better and then i just got like really into a routine and like keeping my place super clean because it was like oh who knew that not living in like piles of garbage like (laughs) is actually good it sounds like all of those what felt like cliche words of advice that people were giving you throughout your life that you were sort of rejecting, you know, and pushing away and be like, absolutely not. You were like, okay, well, my life is on pause and I've got to do something to make my life better. So like, let's just see if these people could maybe have something going here. And you did. And you're like, oh shit. Right. Exactly. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Win for you guys this time, like whatever. Yeah. Well, but and a win for you because it worked. Ultimately, yes, a win for me. But yeah, I it was. A, I, I always have to learn things the hard way, and so you know, this was one of those times. I'm glad that I found it now instead of like later. So it's like okay, glad I found it now. But yeah, and then I th- think too, like mentally, it was a good time to. St- Step away. Like, obviously, it was a super dark time, but like, it put a pause on everything. And I really had to confront stuff, I, I think. And you, you know, no more distractions from stuff, no distractions. And I literally just had to like look down the barrel of stuff. And so I kind of also, you know, in making a decision of, okay, I'm gonna work on hitting those milestones, like get my knee better. I also just like wanted to get out of it, like being a better person. Cause like I said, like, 
things got really dark for a moment. And so, and it was really tough. And so I just kind of was like, look, we're going to come out of this like, like a phoenix rising anew from the ashes. And so I had to like confront a lot of my own like stupid bullshit. And, you know, yeah, like, and that was a very tough time too, because like I said, like, got out of a really serious relationship that I just thought, I thought that was it. Like, thought that was the one, I, you know, and then, like, it wasn't. And so, it, you know, processing that and, like, mourning the mm-hmm. future that you saw for yourself, mm-hmm. like, and all of that kind of stuff. And, like, you know, being sad, but also kind of trying to take tangible takeaways from it of, like, okay, how could I have been better you mm-hmm. know and being like angry about stuff too and being like have leaving space for that but like yeah knowing what I needed to work on and so pretty soon after I got back um to Raleigh I was like we're gonna find a therapist because <laughs> this has gone on for too long yes. and um so then I ended up finding my therapist whom I adore Kelly love we you. love Kelly oh my god and she has the most amazing skin too and so it's like <laughs> <laughs> I've asked her for her skincare regimen before, and she's like, oh, I just moisturize. And it's like, of course you do. Like, like, I hate you. Oh, she's just got, she's just a beautiful, like, amazing woman. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it felt really nice, too, because that was what I kind of downloaded. Like, okay, so here's all the things that happened. She was like, that's a lot. And that was, like, the first time anybody had ever, like, said that, I guess, to me. And so it was just, like, it was a lot. Thank you. It was a lot. It was a lot. Like, it was a lot to carry and everything. But when she gave you permission, it sounds like, to admit to yourself that it had been a lot, you just said how independent you are as a person and how much you carry on your own. And then you went to be with your parents, who we all think that we can try not to go back into a dynamic that we were in when we were living at home with our parents and we have grown as young adults but it is very natural and normal for you as a human to go back into the dynamic you had and so you're like I don't, I don't want to go backwards I want to go forwards it sounds like you made this very intentional decision you had said before right you can understand why people sometimes make different choices when they're in the position you're in you made the choice to go on the path that was going to better serve you when you definitely could have gone down the other one. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I think also at that point, I felt like I was just in survival mode too, because it was like this. Yeah. You were literally recovering from an accident. Right. And it's like, and then mentally too, it's like, this could really, this could really be bad. Like I can either, you know, come out of this like better or worse. And I want to be better. And so I was just kind of like trying to survive, trying to focus on it. And so I think, I like when things feel too big to feel in the moment, like I have learned, I guess, through time to be like, okay, I'm going to put this in a little pocket in my Mm -hmm. brain and I'm going to like do the thing that needs to be done and then we'll deal with all of this later. And so I kind of felt like that was another like really hard period too, because it just was like all of the emotions and everything that I had kind of like put away. Cause I was like, we must deal with these later. Mm-hmm. Like it will just be too much to bear Yes, <laughs> all at once. Uh, and so, yeah, it, that's when all those kind of came out, but so then, yeah, mental healing as well. But I just think like, I don't know, it's weird to think of a literal electric scooter accident as like the watershed moment 
yeah of your life but it really was for me and like I just felt like I it gave me the opportunity to get rid of a lot of bullshit in my life both like bad habits like that I was you know doing but also like mental mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. like I was just able to I was like we're just we're gonna do it we're, we're gonna do it we're already in so much pain it felt like at that point and like you said you, you only had a couple choices and it sounds like you looked at one that you could come out on the other side feeling a little bit lighter and feeling a little bit better when you put in the work. And you just demonstrated how much of a hard worker you are because you worked so hard in PT to get where you were. And so I think part of that is clearly your resilience and your dedication to wanting to be better. We keep using this word better, y'all, but I think that's a very subjective term. But you were wanting to be the person you wanted to be, and it sounds like you took that very seriously. Yeah, I wanted to be better. I was like, I have been better, and I want to be even Mm -hmm. better than that. But um, yeah, I mean... Exactly. And I think, too, like, I have ADD, and so I think a lot of people with ADD feel, like, lazy and that they yeah. have a bad work ethic. And so it's nice to have also – I don't know. And I feel like in this world, it's very digital. There's not – and, like, in my job, there's not a whole lot of things where it's, like – I don't know. Sometimes I would love to be, like, in construction, and it's, like – and I've built this thing. And tangible this, results tangible, from my work. This thing is here, and it is done, and it's complete. It's, like – I just shut my laptop at the end of the day, but there's still a million things to do, you know? I totally feel you. But that was like a tangible thing that I can like point to and be like... And see the results from your work. Right, exactly. And then something like, you know, getting really into fitness when I literally had never worked out consistently. Like, I don't think I had gone more than two weeks working out like three times a week ever. I was just not a worker outer. And I would always tell myself that I was like, you're not athletic you just don't work out. And then I got super into, and that's like something that I never, ever, ever, ever thought that I would be a regular at. I thought, you know, okay, maybe I'll get into some cadence where it's like once a week, but that's also something that I can point to when I feel like I'm telling myself, oh, you're like not organized or you're not this, you're not that. It's just like, oh, well, hold on a second, lady. Like, you're like, whoa, 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 self-doubt. We have done some things that we always thought we couldn't do. And so it's been a nice like touchstone and reminder, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's more than just the scars that remind me that the past is real, <laughs> you know? like I knew that song was coming at some point. <laughs> How are you today? Today, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, work's been stressful, but like, when is work not stressful? But no, things are good. I'm watching Lego Masters with my friend Dylan tonight, so I'm super pumped. Highly recommend it's on Hulu, but it's... I have seen that on Hulu. It's so much fun. We watched it as a joke one time, and we were like, (laughs) wait, this is actually really cool. (laughs) And so, yeah, so we're watching Lego Masters and cooking dinner, so I think it'll be really fun. Good. Yeah. Are you still working out? Still working out. Worked out this morning. Heck yeah. What'd you do this morning? uh, Yeah, we did. We did bar. It was my... Sorry, Abby, my least favorite instructor, but she just <laughs> she doesn't cue you very much, and all of a sudden she's just doing different arms. You're and like, I'm wait, like, wait, okay, girl, like we're with you, and so whatever. But she's she's real sweet, so I like her. But That's awesome, yeah. When we're talking about things that you've been doing, you know, to cope then, and things that you've continued to do, working out. Mm-hmm. You clearly spend time watching TV that you really enjoy. That's fulfilling to you. Going to movies is fulfilling to you. What else are you doing to take care of yourself? I try to keep my space clean as much as possible. I have found, like, I used to be like, oh, I'm fine in chaos and, like, it mess doesn't bother me. And it can 
pile up when I'm not watching. But like when I'm in a groove, I just feel like it's so much easier to keep clean when you keep clean. And, you know, like I just ordered a bunch of clothes and I was like, well, then I'll clean out my closet. Like just getting into the good habits has been honestly, because when I've gotten into depression holes in the past, like it's just I could tell it was happening because it would be like piles of junk would just accumulate around Mm -hmm. me. And the dishes in the sink and the trash. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like keeping really on top of that has been so helpful. Um, I try to just, I liked, I love a regular hang. So like we, I play a trivia on Wednesdays. Predictable hangs. Predictable hangs. And like, oh, I have, I watch Bachelor, Bachelorette on like Mondays or Tuesdays, (laughs) always with a, you know, so it's like I have built in social time and then I can choose to like hermit or plan more stuff. I love that. At least I know that I always have those consistent Have you always been someone who identified, and you may not identify as this, I identify as an extroverted introvert? Yes. uh, Is that you? Yes. Did you always feel like you were that or the older you've gotten, the more that you've become? I didn't have the words for it, I think. I think especially when I was younger and my my whole family is just a bunch of extroverts. And so when I would just like want to like go in my room for a moment of quiet, they'd be like, why don't you want to hang out with us? And what's wrong with you? Come here. And like, it'd be like, could you give me a moment? Get away from me. But... Yeah, it's been like really as soon as I read and because, you know, I'm friendly, I don't mind talking to strangers or like public speaking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So like I was like, well, I can't be an introvert because I can talk like to that you. makes no sense. Right, exactly. But like as soon as I started reading about it, it was like, huh. And then I can be both. Yes, exactly. It was very empowering. And so, yeah, I always say I'm my favorite person to hang out with because I love alone time. And well, I guess. With my kid, Charlie, so I'm not alone, but... <laughs> Would you say you have a rich inner life? A thousand percent. I cannot tell you yeah. the amount of time that I just, like, sit on my couch and, like, think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I enjoy being in my own head. It's not a it's not a nasty place to be. <laughs> it's, right. just, it's like a, oh, my God, I'm cool here. It's like, oh, that's... I was like, huh. Yeah, I just... I sit and I think a lot. so much, like, probably more than I should, but... Yeah. Well, and I think too, depending on types of work you do, or if you're having to think about like numbers all day, you don't really have the freedom to think your own thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? And so I know in my line of work, I don't think my own thoughts for hours a day. Right. So when I get off, I'm like, oh, thank God I can just be in my own thoughts. Uh, I do flotation therapy, which is uh, sensory deprivation therapy. So you go into a tank, in a float tank. I'm scared to try it. You should definitely try it. Oh, yeah? I love it. Uh, it is amazing because you literally have a dedicated hour to be with your own thoughts. Oh, man. That's it. Because you have to don't have to worry about sitting or standing or and you just float for an hour. So it removes every other scent so that you can be in your own brain. Okay, Susan, you are like the third person to recommend this to me, like within the past month. So maybe you should, I should go. Do. It's a sign. I should yeah, go. I'll tell you the next time I go. We can go together. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, I think if you are claustrophobic, you know, be mindful that you are. It's like a tanning bed. Do you ever go tanning as a kid? No, my mom had skin cancer, so she oh, was very okay. like. That's why I am so pale. <laughs> well, I'm. That's good. I hate that your mom had skin cancer. I'm very glad that that t- yeah, she's helped all you good never now, go. But yeah, she would have literally murdered me if I yeah. if well, I, did I All of our parents should have murdered us for going to the tanning bed. Well, so we didn't know. It was a different time. Ridiculous. The 2010s and the early aughts were a hell Ridiculous. of a time. So if you are someone who's okay with tanning beds or like understand the concepts of them, they're bigger than that. Okay. Um, there's the one in Holly Springs is like a sauna room. Oh. It's bigger, taller. Okay. But the one in Cary is like a alien pod. Ooh. That the doors slide shut and they slide open. That's so interesting. 
I'd feel like Sigourney Weaver, an alien. It's real cool. That's and you can like pick the light that you want, color light you want on in there, and you can pick the music. It's okay, cool. you're selling me on this. It's real this, cool. This sounds cool. I yeah. might give it. I'll I think if you're someone who likes to be in your own head and like have your own thoughts and have this dedicated time to your own thoughts, it's a lot of fun. That that sounds like fun. Yeah, especially yeah. We can talk about it all day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where were we? ADD house, great. Yes. So keeping your house clean. Keeping my house clean. Um, and then I'll. I let I love a little I mean ADD love a fun little project and like a creative thing and so I jokingly call them my creative pursuits but <laughs> it's just like stupid dumb shit that like I do with my friends so we would we like had a TED talk night where we would just fun. like have a prompt and then we all made PowerPoint presentations that is hilarious and we all interpreted it a different way and then we just like had wine and everybody went through what their was PowerPoint. the topic it was romantic influences through time this is so hilarious it was so much i learned like these are my really good friends and i learned so much about i would not them. want to make the powerpoint but i would absolutely watch that it was so much fun and so well i also your girl loves powerpoint it's like <laughs> my art expression you know like that kind of I stuff i am not tangibly creative i am creative with my words ah uh, don't want to do a powerpoint don't want to do a powerpoint no. i you know i like to throw a little visual in there but then it's like yeah a fun little project and then uh, I don't know if you've ever seen The Circle on Netflix, but no. my friend and I, we like made a season of it with like people that we know and like how this they would great. interact. And like we had people that we know catfishing as other people that we know. It was so much fun. Like we spent literally like two months on it and it was the most and it's like only entertaining to like a handful of people so it is like this amazing piece of art that we made for like an audience of maybe eight <laughs> so but it was worth like honestly we find it so much fun and That's so, so hilarious cool. so yeah doing just stuff like that was just like really creative fun. outlets yeah exactly so just trying to keep up with that and like yeah just doing shit that makes you happy i think you know not getting embarrassed and it's like i am gonna watch you've got mail for the millionth time because this movie makes me happy oh yeah so i love that yeah that's me with my animated tv oh yeah watch a lot of adult animated cartoons oh. or children animated cartoons do you like bojack horseman i did not really ever watch that i'm a bob's burgers girl okay love bob's burgers mm-hmm. i'm a big linda girl i well, obviously linda i thought i was like do these people know me like i don't know did they write this about me she's just like breaking spontaneously into songs Songs? like she's great i love linda i was her for halloween one year (gasps) you like you could pull that off Mm -hmm. i can totally see like the dark hair i love it enormous red i bought one of those goofy enormous sunglasses in red and i just like popped out the sunglasses thing so that's hilarious red glasses on it was fun i definitely am all about all those characters from that show yeah i feel like i'm like a linda cross with a bob cross with a louise okay oh so you have like a little louise her her sarcasm is my life She's so funny. Like, like that she, episode where she, they're like, uh, she's supposed to be playing soccer. Okay, y'all, you can you know tune this out if you hate this part. But that part where she's supposed to be playing soccer and they're like, Louise is on a soccer team? Do you ever watch that episode? Not that one. <gasps> I haven't got that one. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to butcher. But anyway, Louis, Louise is like being asked if she wants to play soccer. And she's like, oh, yeah, I totally want to play soccer. And they're like, you do? And she's like, yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm like, that is totally me. I love her so much. I, she's just like so mis- She kind of, I don't know. I felt like she's very much like I was a, as a kid. Like yeah. I was oh, such yeah. a little hellraiser when I was a child. So like, it's, it's like I see myself in Oh, you. yes. I love that. Yeah. 
Give us the words that you live by, Mackenzie Seidel. I was so glad you asked this. I have a personal motto. It's love many, trust few, always paddle your own canoe. I even have it. It's in my guest bathroom. I have like my sister got it for me for Christmas. (gasps) And so, yeah, those are my words. Say it again. Love many, trust few, always paddle your own canoe. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just... It really is the most concise way to explain my philosophy on life, you know? Like, well, it talks about being independent yeah, to a degree. Yeah. And just minding, like, you know, taking care of your own shit, basically. It's like you don't want to be a burden on anybody else or, you know, lean on them. To I mean, stop- if you break your leg, I think that's fine. Okay. Well, that's true. But like, <laughs> you know, it's like if, yeah, you just don't, you don't want to burden other people with your bullshit. Like, you just need to take care of it. And... Yeah. Be able to take care of business by yourself, I think. And paddle your own canoe. Paddle your own canoe. I love that. Mackenzie, thank you so much for being willing to come on. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you. I loved getting to learn. I mean, I learned more about Mackenzie, y'all, through this episode. Because again, as I said, we met right before the pandemic started. Not my best self in the moment. You met me in rare form. <laughs> I had like not eaten and I, the CFO had a tab open. Oh and yeah. I was so excited to meet you because Josh had been like my girlfriend, Susan. And so when you got there, I was like, Susan! People were screaming at me in this bar. It was very funny. I'm very, so that's totally fine. Um, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, and then all of a sudden, two, two three months later, pandemic hits and it's over. Or what, when, I don't even remember what month that was. That was like, yeah, it was like January, February. Okay, so like so two was months like later, right it's over. Yeah. Yep. And so we have not gone to hang out anymore again but now i think that'll change okay that would be fun i'm ready for it you guys are lovely we'll come to trivia sometime yeah i'm not good at pop culture that's okay like we got pop culture covered we need like science and like the we need okay like the classic like we need some more you know in other any facts about like cats i got you or dogs i'll like come in with those okay Okay, like biology science that's really where we're lacking got it yeah awesome thank you so much mckenzie it's been great thank you Thank you for listening to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Please be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts and follow us on social media at I've Been Better.pod.